0: Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to Chirpcast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Have you ever noticed that the moments that change your life tend to be very subtle? Maybe it's a phone call, a driver glancing down at his cell phone while driving, a routine checkup at the doctor's office. Honestly, in the blink of an eye, what was a normal, maybe a boring, mundane day can turn quickly into chaos. What do you do when this happens? Who do you reach out to first when you're looking for comfort or to be consoled? For many, it's the social network of loved ones, far off, or acquaintances. And I've read the brokenness of the question, why? Why me? Why my family? Why this? And you know what I hate more than anything, honestly? (laughs) It's that I don't have the answers. I don't even fully understand the question sometimes. Over the past few years, our family has had many such occasions where this question, why... Has been asked over and over again. We have rallied around hospital beds, waited for test results, and held hands as we whispered our goodbyes to our loved ones. And no matter what the outcome has been or will be, we have had one constant prayer. I used to work with a guy who said once, Prayer is only a crutch for the weak. It's for those who just can't hack life on their own. Well, I don't wanna go this road alone. I would much rather travel it with the one who sees beyond the horizon. It's not an easy trek, though. Many times I have been out of the eloquent words to say. I stumble over my thoughts, and I've gotten lost in my own feelings. There are no key phrases to unlock the perfect will and mind of God, but, man, I wish there was. (laughs) But it reminds me of Isaiah 55, 8 through nine. And it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. But of course, me being me, I want the answers. (laughs) I want the answers for the hard questions of why. I want to see it in black and white. I want to know what the outcome is going to be. I need a roadmap to life. And that can be incredibly difficult for somebody like myself. Maybe you're like me. I know that it's not my job to fix everything and I'm not the guide, but I always want to hold the map. When we drive often, my husband and I, he doesn't let me hold the map. I mean, not that we're like old school like that, but when it comes to navigation, he is always the one who knows the direction. He knows the way to go. And I would be really dumb, honestly, if I said, no, 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 I don't want you to tell me. I just want to be able to tell you where to go. See, that's what we do with God, though. Things come, problems arise, situations of chaos, and the first thing that we want to do is try and run out and fix it. Instead, we should go to the one who can see the outcome before we even see the problem. You know, compassion drives me to care, um, but if I'm not careful, honestly, it can drive me crazy. And as I have heard heart-sinking news time and time again in pastoring, this is something that a lot of times they're not going to tell you about in seminary, is how to deal with the heartbreak. How to deal with families who deal with loss and tragedy and cancer and addiction and divorce. We don't have the right words. Just because we have the title of pastor or shepherd or leader, it doesn't necessarily mean that it comes with a perfect book of answers. Thank the Lord we have the Bible. But in that moment, what they want is love. And I'm only human. And so I've carried the burden of pain and sorrow of others as well as my own. And the Bible tells us, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is what Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, and it's a choice to rest in him, really. It's a choice to hand over the pain and admit that he's the only one who can heal the wounds of life in our souls and in our bodies. <laughs> My prayers are so imperfect. They're messy and they're raw. I am not the one that bows down and has the perfect words to say or Sounds perfectly eloquent as I pour out my heart. So many times I've been lost or heartbroken that I don't even know what to pray. I don't even know the words. And in my human nature, my prayer would always be, God, just make it turn out how I want it to turn out. (laughs) But that's my blind view out of my feelings. I mean, I think we've all been there and we've all had those prayers. Well, recently I was praying about something and there were just no words. And the story of Jesus kneeling in the Garden of Gethsemane just before going to the cross came to my mind. And Matthew twenty-six thirty-nine says, Going a little further, talking about Jesus, He fell with His face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. The only thought I had when I began to pray again was, Not my will, but yours. God sees from the beginning to the end. And we know this, but it can be really difficult to live it out. Oftentimes for me, it's the everything in between that gets me a little bit twisted. It's not always the Sunday morning praise and the Tuesday night Bible studies. It's the Thursday mornings when I've heard difficult news or had a friend reach out for prayer. Those are the days when I want the answers. Because for me, when I'm worshiping with my family at church, it's easy oftentimes to have a positive outlook. You know, I'm there, I'm worshiping, I'm in God's presence, and it just makes sense. It makes sense to trust Him. But then on the Wednesday afternoons, when you get a flat tire on the side of the road or... An unexpected bill shows up. Those are the days when I'm like, really, God? <laughs> Today? <laughs> Why? Why is this a problem now? Why couldn't I have those days on Sunday afternoons when I already feel hyped up and great about being a Christian and a child of God? But my sight is not even comparable to his. Because I have honestly seen him do amazing things. And I will trust that whatever he thinks is best, even if I don't like it, even if it's not what I would choose, our faulty, stumbling prayers, that's what he wants. It has everything to do, I believe, with the honesty of our heart rather than the hearing of our voice. You see, messy prayers are drawn out of the well of our souls, albeit tainted and full of despair sometimes, confusion or brokenness. His will is the healing fresh spring that we desperately need. Whatever you're bringing to God today, I want you to know this. Our imperfect prayers are welcomed by a perfect God. I hope you're blessed today and that you are encouraged in knowing that God wants your imperfect, messy, wild prayers because he can handle them. His hands are big enough and he can see ahead of us He's asking for us to trust him. Trust him even in the chaos, even in the imperfection, even on Thursday afternoon. Have a great day and I'll catch you next time. And one more thing before I go. If you're interested in getting daily encouragement because... Truth be told, the podcast is not exactly a science. So if you would like to have extra encouragement right in your hot little hands, you can go to Amazon and search the three books that I have written, Inconvenient Calling, Chased by Grace, and Embraced by Grace. I would love for you to get closer to Jesus. And if I can help be that catalyst, it would be mine.